Welcome to Pop Yak. I'm your host, Momo, and it's time to talk about One Piece. So in this episode of One Piece, we got, it looks like it's the Sanji episode from Jump, because the opening, the One Piece logo has a lot of kitcheny stuff. There's a little chicken. I'm very excited. I didn't even know what's coming. I was like, oh, Sanji, the cute one's showing up. I had no clue what was about to happen to me. We find out that this is Luffy's biological grandpa, at least from this flashback Luffy has. Definitely looks like that's actually his grandfather. And he's not just a kid calling an old person grandpa because he's old. Can we talk about how grandpa's megaphone snail has a beard just like his? I'm assuming these snails grow long beards and you can kind of style them however you want. I love the idea that he was just like, give it to little me. They find a floating kitchen by escaping the big navy ship by going into some fog, which is usually one of two ways you escape in a boat. There's not much other ways you can really. So they find a floating kitchen in here. Luffy, of course, orders everything and doesn't have a goddamn cent. Who does have money? Nami, because she's stealing shit all the time in the background. So, like, don't... And I, I believe Sanji has money because he's a bounty hunter and he just turned in a bounty when we first saw him in the start of this show. I don't think Usopp has money. He did have, like, a part-time job, but having a job and having to pay rent and shit, which I'm sure Usopp had to do, he probably doesn't have a lot saved up, you know? But... I'm sure Luffy has zero dollars. This kitchen is run by Asterisk, the French Viking. He's like, look, my kitchen is sacred, and this is what I want cooked in it. The menu that I made. And Sanji's like, look at this fancy waste of resources. And the chef is like, like, literally, make the food on the menu, dude. Like, if you work at McDonald's, right, which I have... You cannot go back there and make McPizzas, right? McPizzas are for staff only. This chef has a particular menu and it is during, op- you know, open hours. We don't have time to be, we haven't, we don't have time with, to be fucking around with new recipes. We're on the clock. People want their food now. What are you doing, Sanji? Nobody ordered this ex- incredibly fancy looking waste of resources. And even then, even without Sanji banging it out on the line. Luffy still thought this food was the bomb, but then again, Luffy did eat a gum gum fruit and just keep eating it, even though he found it gross. So he's not really a good judge of food taste, but everybody else seemed to enjoy their food. So I'm assuming this is a pretty good restaurant without Sanji's extravagance. I get that he's bored with the menu and he wants to do something else, but that's why you kind of save your money up to open up your own restaurant where you can have your own menu. Or wait till after hours to be like, hey, asterisk. How about we try this weird shark fin waste of resources? You know, and he's like, hmm, I love just making food out of one item and throwing the rest of the animal away. You got it, Sanji. Like, I love Sanji. Uh, I think he's a great character, but he's wrong here. Absolutely in the wrong here. He was in the right, I think, saving that pirate. You know, you save somebody's life, even though. But if you wouldn't have wasted, wasted the resources and made Asterisk early, angry earlier that day, I'm sure this would not be waiting for you in the next episode, which it's coming. It's coming, Sanji. Get ready to get fired to add it to Luffy's crew, because that is happening. Sanji also has game. We find out he's the womanizer character. He's very forward with Nami and very like, oh, I'm a womanizer. But he doesn't, like, Sanji has hopes and dreams and feelings that aren't just getting in ladies' pants. So I give that a pass. That's a thumbs up. That's fine. I think that the new low and the new bar, the gatekeeper for pieces of shit womanizers in anime, is the grapes boy from My Hero Academia, right? Like, he is, we don't want that. Anything above that is fine at this point for me. I'm like, that's cool. Try your pickup lines on Nami. They did not work. You moved on. (laughs) Like, that's fine. They introduced Mihawk, who is the coolest character of all time. Remember when I was like, how could this happen to me? I thought Sanji was the hottest character in this show. Not true. It's Mihawk. Oh my god. 
Everything about him is cool. He has a big fuck off sword. He has a little fuck off sword in his little Christian cross. You know, he's a Christian. We, ha- we have a difference in ideologies, but that's okay. I'm used to Christians. I have no problem with them. <laughs> we are we could get along. His mustache and beard are trimmed immaculately. He's dressed like a pimp. That's also an assassin. Damn, this guy is a pirate. Not just a pirate. He's part of like the elite pirates. Like he's he's so badass, he's in a ranked list. And you introduce a ranked list in anime, I'm about it. And I know what you're thinking. Like, have you seen Afro Samurai? Yes, I fucking loved it. <laughs> you put a ranked list in anime and go. Dude is literally this many number. He has to make it up and down this list of number. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Tell me more. Give me a, uh, give me another rank system. Let's go. <laughs> so, excellent. Um, love Mihawk. Everything about him. The fact that he kills people. Uh, he kills boats with just a swing of his sword was pretty cool. And I also like that he can murder people. He's gonna fight so- He's gonna fight Zoro later. Because Zoro wants to be the world's greatest swordsman. So you, you already know that Zoro wants to be the world's greatest swordsman. You know that Zoro is in danger when you see this man dispatch another wanted pirate who was so badass, he was able to sense his wanted poster uh, that only we could see and grab it out of the air. Holy, that was cool. That is how cool that guy was. And then Mihawk strikes him down like he ain't shit. Like he ain't shit. And then they were like, Zoro, here you go, buddy. You just have uh, Bushido training. Go at it. Have at it. Third sword that you really can't or don't and can't use. I bet he does use the third sword, but it doesn't really look like he does much in this live action show. Like, he doesn't actually go for attacks with the mouth sword. He typically goes for attacks with the bottom, with the two hand swords. Damn, that story, that backstory with that sword, man. And they remind you in this episode, it's like, goddamn, Zoro's backstory is so fucked up. And you get... To you understand why he is the way he is. Love learning that, especially early, because then it's not having me hate a character for twelve episodes and just just not enjoy myself, and then find out oh actually they're sympathetic as fuck. And it's like, well, who was gonna tell me they were sympathetic? Not you. So I'm sitting here not enjoying myself during this show where the whole goal should be for me to enjoy myself. Yeah, sometimes you know you get stuff where it's like, now nah, we're gonna torture you and then at the very end give you the good shit. And that's different. That's a whole different thing. If you give me an annoying character, there's a chance I'm not gonna, like, sit down and watch your show. Like, there is a 50-50 chance that the annoying character will completely scare me away from the show. And I'm not saying that Zoro is annoying, but over time, the character that is, like, a solo and, like, a hard-ass is kind of grating. But Zoro never comes across as, like, a hard-ass solo character. You know, um, a lone wolf type. He comes off as a guy who is very bad at hiding the fact that he has a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions. And you're like, why is Zoro the way he is? Because he's not just, I'm the coolest motherfucker. There's obviously layers to him, and that could just be the actor doing a good job of not sounding so, like, completely, like, meh when he speaks. Like, a lot of times in anime, when we get dubs, because I only watch dubs, I'm sorry, when we get a guy who has a deep monotone voice, and he is that character archetype of the lone wolf by himself, and his voice is like this. It's like, oh my god, fuck this guy, he... What's the point? I don't care about this guy. But when you have a guy who ha- he he's not bright and chipper, but he's somewhere in the middle where he's you can tell very clearly that he has emotions and feelings. You know, he has dreams and shit and we see him cry. I think I love Zoro. I think he's great. And I love his backstory as tragic as it is. Oh my god, why can't we have nice things? And I guess it's to create deep and interesting characters like Zoro. I mean, he's deep and interesting to me. So Nami decides 
her to do her usual i get where she's coming from 110 percent, but at the same time it's like you know you guys are better as a group than apart and i don't know what you're scheming nami just kind of never was a part of the crew never wanted to be part of the crew she's the most on the outside and every episode she waffles with that and i'm kind of sick of it to be honest i wish she would like have her character moment where we figure out what her problem is again we found out what zoro's problem was and i'm like hey man i really relate to and like this character now and i would like to i will follow them into hell i'm also not saying front load everybody's backstory on me if you're gonna be hitting the same point over and over and over again you i i kind of get bored with that so she has a like a drinking game with zoro where they kind of discuss friendships and like their past a little bit and um we know zoro's past so when he says like i've had one friend like you know he's telling the truth we're nami we don't know her backstory so she could be full of baloney you know she could have had a friend and she's just lying because she doesn't want to drink right nami kind of comes across as deceptive so you just kind of assume she's lying because you you don't have the truth and also she does have a secret cell phone and shit that she's keeping away from her innocent friends then again though kind of don't blame her when luffy will tell everybody your business luffy unprompted was like hey asterisk fucking sanji used resources earlier to feed a pirate for free just throwing that out there and that makes him a good guy fuck you asterisk when actually in an actuality instead of showing up asterisk and making him feel bad and going yeah sanji is a good guy what you did was made him go Oh, so Sanji used my resources to feed a fucking criminal for free. I kind of get what she's doing, keeping certain things close to the chest. Like, she doesn't want to tell Luffy everything about her because he might blab the wrong information to the wrong people. But at the same time, I'm just saying, like, and you don't have to automatically trust these people. I'm just saying, like, give it a chance. And she looks like she seems to be doing that, at least for Zoro's sake. Because she's like, fuck you, dude, I'm your friend. And she came back and supported him during his sword fight. Um, And now she doesn't have a chance to get on that ship. She's probably thinking, I'll have another chance to do that. And that sucks, you know? She's not going to stick around, like, and even give it a go. Like, you're better together than you are apart. But then again, she's been alone for a while, probably. We don't know her backstory, so I don't know her fucking problem is. And that's the problem. Hopefully, next episode, it's a Nami episode. I think we're ready. It's time. This era doesn't really, even though there are cell phones... There isn't, like, an internet. Like, so you can't just go on YouTube and watch uh, Mihawk's Greatest Hits over set over, like, you know, uh, Thunderstruck, right, while he's killing people with his big-ass sword. You can't have that. So I understand that Sora would not know that Mihawk is that badass of a dude. But it felt to me like a suicide thing. Like, he's like, well, it's time. I am gonna just try because I have this opportunity. Not necessarily I'm ready, but because he's standing right here, I might as well give it a go. And, you know, fuck it. If I die, I die. Then I'm not the world's greatest swordman. I failed. But uh, let's see what I'm made of. And so he does. And my man Mihawk whips out the littlest sword. And it's like, I don't need my big ass sword for you because you ain't, you ain't shit. And then during the fight, he's like, you ain't shit, but you're brave. And I like the situation that's boiling at this soup of people. I'll let this marinade and come back later. Like, the fight will be more satisfying for me if I let you marinate. Because you have promise. I'm going I'm to go. I, my whole thing was I was supposed to capture Luffy alive. But I think you need him. You know, iron sharpens iron. I think you need Luffy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. And so he just let him go. But Zoro has a 
mortal wound and is bleeding out. I think Sanji might come out and save him, is what I'm predicting. Um, either that, or Asterisk could turn face and be like, oh, I'm gonna actually help this guy. But on the conditions that you get Sanji the fuck off my ship, off my floating restaurant. Uh, that's the only way I can see him doing that. Or Sanji just comes out and does first aid. Asterisk sees him wasting more company resources and goes, get the fuck out, you're fired. That's another option. But I, Zoro obviously lives, right? So I'm not too worried about him. But I, this does give uh, Nami a chance to kind of feel her feelings and emotions and sit on that for a second. Um, she, she can't leave yet. She can always find another guy that's willing to take her the next morning. But um, she probably won't leave after her friend just got a mortal wound. So I think this is good for Nami. We will see what happens to our crew. Uh, in the next episode, and it really feels like they're a group, as they're a, they're a part of a whole, and that feels good, they feel like a family already, and it's only been like four, five episodes, so that, they did a great job of giving those feelings and getting those characters across, and I cannot wait for more of it, this has been a great time so far, thanks so much for listening.